What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, what's up? It's Johnny. Hey, man. Thanks for listening, and I've got some exciting news. You can now go to johnnyking.com backslash kings, plural, not singular, kings, to throw in your email address and get the introduction to my upcoming book, Becoming Kings, The Modern Man's Path to to Being Powerful, Purpose-Driven, and Fulfilled in a World That Has Taught You Not to Be. So the book is done. We're just working on the final last few things to make it available. And if you throw in your email address, grab the introduction, a quick little read, but a powerful one, just help you get excited for when the book comes out. And you'll be one of the very first to get notification uh, via email when it is available. So you can purchase it. It'll be pretty pretty damn cheap. But... uh, it's kind of everything that I've spent the last couple of years formulating in my mind about, okay, what, what is this whole message behind Becoming Kings all about? And how, like I said, do we, do we get there? How do we become more powerful, more purpose-driven, and fulfilled in our worlds? And when I say, you know, people are going to get triggered by the word powerful, okay? I'm talking about your own personal power. How do you overcome situations so that you aren't reacting to circumstances, but that you are able to rise above. And so we're talking about emotional fitness and physical fitness and abundance in all areas of your life. It's becoming kings of your life, of your kingdoms. So that's what it's about. Becoming more purpose-driven, healing your wounds, and uh, living your best life. So check it out, johnnyking.com backslash kings. And switching tones here, I want to talk about relationships. Um, it's one of those things that I feel like is, uh, it all is it's encompassed into the third kingdom of the, the three that I talk about in my book. I've talked about it on the podcast before. You've got your inner kingdom, which is all about your inner game, right? Handling yourself, taking responsibility, being able to play life above the line versus below the line where you're not a victim, but you are a, a victor of whatever life throw at, throws at you. Your outer kingdom, which is all about your purpose, right? All about being uh, purpose-driven in your life so that you have a mission. You have something that is greater than anything else in your, in your life. And come <laughs> snow, hail, rain, tornadoes, hurricanes, metaphorically, in your life, you're still able to know what direction you're headed, okay? Super, super important for... Fulfillment, but then the very last kingdom is your eternal kingdom. And that's really where the juice is, and that's all about relationships, okay? So I've been going through a, a relationship program of my coaches, uh, Christine Hasler and her, her husband, Stephanos. Uh, he's Australian, super, super cool guy. I've had him on the podcast 
Uh, I've had them both on the podcast and both super powerful episodes. So feel free to go back and check those out. But uh, in going through the relationship course, I've not heard this before and I love it. So all credit goes to, to Christine and her husband, Stephanos. And um, I've heard about like the, the different stages of a relationship, right? So it's like, uh, I don't know this totally by heart or do I? Like the, the, the top uh, is like a passionate, loving relationship. That's stage, you know, the, the, the stage that we all want to be in, right? The next stage down is where there's love, but there's no passion, right? S- the next stage down, stage three, is where there's really neither love nor passion. Y'all are just kind of roommates, okay? Stage four is where you're planning your escape, you're often thinking about how am I going to get out of this or when the kids hit high school or, you know, I'm going to do it then or this, like you already have your plan of when you're going to get out, right? Your, the fifth stage of, of relationship is where you say you're not in a relationship and you don't think you want to be in one, okay? Or that's not true. Wait, uh, other way around. You're not in a relationship, but you want to be in one, Right? And then the last stage, stage six, is when you're not in a relationship and you don't want to be in one. And that's oftentimes where people are most jaded and they're lying to themselves, you know, Um, because everyone wants love. Everyone wants to be in relationship in some regard, right, to give love, to receive love. So I just rambled those off the top of my head and it came out all right. Beautiful. But this here from from their uh, Christine and Steph's program is the five different types of relationships. And this to me is like, ah, this is really, really cool. This makes a lot of sense, okay? Um, I've done a lot of dating. I've had my failed relationships, call them failure, um, quote unquote. But again, I've learned so much from them. I would not be the man that I am today doing what I'm doing if it weren't actually for the, these types of relationships that I've experienced. And I think I've experienced every single one of these. Okay, so the very first one is issue-based relationships. It's where your issues and their issues are a perfect fit. Y'all just trigger each other, right? And so these type of relationships are typically the most painful, the most exhausting, um, but also the most necessary for us to see the shit that comes up. And so it's, it's these type of relationships are where our issues come right up to the forefront. They, they rise right to the surface, and there's no way you can avoid seeing them, okay? Um, but these type of relationships are really confusing because when it's good, it's really, really good. But when it's bad, it's really, really bad, right? And so oftentimes physical intimacy and sex, lovemaking is really the, the one thing that keeps you together because there's so much, um, (sighs) dynamic, like swinging of like, it's great and it's horrible. And so that's, that's relationships where you can feel like things are really, really good and then things get really, really bad and, you, and then you have great makeup sex. And so the sex can be really fiery. It can be really addictive, right? But these are, over time, they just degrade, right? And they become exhausting and uh, they fizzle out. Second type of relationship is compatibility relationships where, <laughs> where you're dating yourself, essentially. It's super easy. There's no stress. Uh, but you're not growing. It's like boring. It, it literally feels like you're, you're dating or in a relationship with a carbon copy of yourself, right? Um, 
sex is kind of like blah. It's just like, eh, you know. Uh, and, and these relationships, they can work, right? Uh, of all of these different types of relationships, you can make them work, but you have to evolve. So when it comes to compatibility relationships, you have to really focus on polarity. You have to focus on feminine, masculine. You have to you have to get some some coaching, <laughs> whether it be sex coaching, polarity coaching, um, and you really have to get into your differences to create that attraction. Because as Tony Robbins t- says, you know, commonality is what brings two people together, right? But it's actually polarity. It's actually your differences that create the the energy and the passion. Okay. Um, going back to that first relationship type, the issue-based relationships, those can work as well as long as you both are committed to doing the work and you're committed to evolving out of being triggered by your issues. Okay. The third relationship type is journey mate, like like a, a shipmate, right? A journey mate relationship oftentimes comes with an expiration date. And uh, they're great for a season, you know. They, they're there for a reason. They come in and out of your life. But, uh, you know, they oftentimes will ignite something inside you, whether it be creativity or your sexuality or something deeper around the, your wounds. Maybe you have mom or dad wounds and they will, <laughs> will ignite those. They'll trigger those. Um, and so there's, there's a point where as much effort as you put into it, you're just done. You know, a lot of times in these type of relationships, uh, people will be connected for a little while, but then they'll grow apart. And so their values can change and go in different directions and you can feel like, oh my gosh, this was so good, but where did things go? Things just kind of fizzled out. And we had all this connection before, but now I'm realizing, or, or they're realizing that, you know, we're, we're just not on the same page anymore. So the, the challenge, uh, from what I understood and, and have learned recently going through this program, is, is what Christine and Steph talked about. Like a lot of people will get hung up on their journey mate, exes right? Because they'll remember, oh, it was so good for that year. It was so good for those months. It was so good for that time. But you know what? You, you might not be giving yourself or giving them credit for the, the growing that they're doing and, and that you've grown apart, essentially. Okay? Journey number four, a journey number four, I should say relationship number four is fantasy-based relationships where you fall in love with someone's potential, right? I've done that. I've been in a relationship where I'm like, oh, I... I I loved who they were, but then I also loved who I thought they could become or who I thought we could become together. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like you're, you're on a timeline and you're checking things off the, the list and thinking, oh, this will work just fine. Um, but oftentimes when we're in a fantasy-based relationship, we're just in denial and we're superimposing what we really desire <laughs> and what we dream of onto someone else. So especially if we have parental wounds, okay, then uh, like you'll find someone who's just maybe the opposite of your parent, (laughs) mom or dad, and you think, oh my gosh, like I'm going to make this into the childhood I didn't get. And and instead of actually dealing with the real person, dealing with the reality of who you're, who you're working with, 
a lot of it is, a lot of your thinking is focused on the future. You know, oh, when this happens, and then when we're here, then, but, but again, you're, you're projecting, right? And so I've, I've certainly done that too. I remember years ago, I, I, you know, I met a girl and we dated just for a couple of dates. And then (laughs) she ended up going back to one of her exes or something like that, right? And over a course of a year, I didn't see her. I was like, oh man, there's so much potential there. And we were so good for each other. I made this relationship into this fantasy in my head that it was going to be so great. Well, guess what? She came back around. (laughs) We ended up dating for not even 90 days. And it was the most exhausting. Talk about issue-based relationships. It went from fantasy very quickly to issue-based. The most exhausting, the most horrible relationship. (laughs) Oh, man. And and I like, it probably shouldn't even lasted 30 days. It lasted 75 days because I was so attached to this idea of this future that I had been, you know, kind of working up in my mind for over a year you know what I mean so man we, we it's just funny we can we can learn we can know all these things but when we're in it and we're feeling the endorphins and all of the the great chemicals of being in love or or thinking that uh you know this person might be someone super special so much of what we know can go flying out the window <laughs> speaking from experience and the last one at least it's it's the side-by-side partnership and this is the third stage of relating. So the third stage being like a lot of times people think of there's just like two entities, right? There's there's like you and there's me, right? And a lot of times we're kind of in, in uh, battle sometimes with another person. But with a side-by-side partnership, we move into the third stage of relating, which is you, your partner – and then the relationship and the relationship being the third entity, okay? Where you you value your partner, but then you also value the the <laughs> the the value add of your partner. Does that make sense? So the growth you're making individually um, is is great. So you're both making you know adding value to your own lives. You're doing your own work. But then you're also adding a ton of value just by being a couple, right? So it's the mature evolution of going through all of the previous relationship types and to see the difference. Like once you've been through all those, when you're actually in a side-by-side relationship, you're like, oh, okay, this is different, you know? This is super different from all the others, right? And so there's a certain clarity in your life when, when you're together and, and the world is just better off because you're together. Right. And so you're not spending a ton of emotional energy and bandwidth, emotional bandwidth, thinking about questioning, will this work? Will this not, um, you know, like where our heads go with fan, you know, fantasy is like so much future focused issue, uh, based relationships where a lot of times we're in our own shit. You know, we're, we're just two people will just be constantly triggering each other. Um, compatibility relationships. Like I said, I, I dated a gal um, almost probably eight or nine years ago. And super sweetheart, like an amazing woman. And yet it literally felt like I was dating a female version of myself. And there was nothing new. I was like, hey, have you done this? She's like, yep. 
I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Hey, have you been to this type of thing? She's like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. I was like, damn it. Hey, have, you know, like, or she'd say the same things. We, we'd, she would literally, like, finishes, finish my sentences using the same vernacular, the same language that I use, and I've never met someone who literally has, like, the same vocabulary. I was like, whoa, this is eerie. And, and unfortunately, because of that, there was no polarity. There was no chemistry. There was no difference and thus, it just kind of felt like I was dating a best friend in many regards, right? And so, we can we can <laughs> certainly go through, uh, you know, a lot of these different relationships. I, I know a lot of people also who haven't had a whole lot of relationships and they got married young. And, you know, th- they still will go through various phases of these relationships, even within their marriage, as they're growing and evolving. You know what I mean? So, going back to the side-by-side partnership, the key distinction there is that it's two people standing together looking in the same direction, okay? It's two interdependent people, not codependent, but interdependent. So there's two people who are there who are like, hey, I'm totally solid by myself, but I want to be in relationship with you. It's not a neediness. It's not a like, oh, I, I, I must have you, otherwise I'm not going to be able to go on with my life, Right? This is like, no, I, I want to be in relationship with you. You make me better. You make the world better by us being together. So it's kind of more of a one plus one equals three. And that third entity being, like I said, the relationship. So uh, what I love about that, those five relationship uh, types of relationships versus the stages that I mentioned earlier in the podcast is that like, okay, you can see where some of these just won't work. And some of them, you, you might have, you might be having some some struggles, but you can work through them, you know. So I I know again I've seen plenty of relationships where it's amazing at first, maybe for even a couple of years, and then as soon as let's say they get engaged, or as soon as as they get married, or as soon as they end up having a child, things shift, right? And then we start triggering each other, we get short tempered, and all these fears come out. Like things could be, yeah, we, we can just move even within a relationship from one type of relationship to another. And so as long as you're doing the work, listening to a podcast like this, reading books, doing courses, whatever it looks like, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but as long as you're committed to doing the work, you and your significant other, your partner, your spouse, then there's hope, right? <laughs> um with maybe an exception of the journey mate relationship where it says that kind of comes with an expiration date or the fanny based, uh, fanny, the fantasy based relationship. Like some of those are like, you know, that they never were going to work. We just were holding on to something that we had kind of created in our minds. So I love it. I think this is again, the area where if you really start to work on your relationships and, and not only just your intimate relationships, Although that's oftentimes where the greatest growth and vulnerability and transparency and it's also the scariest place <laughs> that we can relate to someone, but also where the most um, fulfillment is. But it doesn't have to be the intimate, intimate, related, uh, intimate-based relationships. I'm getting my tongue tied. It can also be platonic. You can do this with friendships, with uh, siblings. So if you want to improve you know, various relationships that you have, First and foremost, you've got to be clear about where you are. So 
my question for you right there is like, okay, if you're thinking about a particular relationship, are you in a side-by-side relationship? Is this more fantasy-based? Is it more of a journey mate where they are just there for a season and they're there to kind of really bring things up to the surface for you to handle and, and to evolve? Are you, are you dating someone who's just like you? Maybe they're just a hairier version of you <laughs> or a curvier version of you. Or are you in, a, in an issue-based relationship where y'all just trigger each other's you know, deeper wounds and you're there really more as teachers um, than you are to really make it personal. It's not personal. It's just like these things have to, to be worked on. Otherwise, you can jump ship and go to another relationship, but you know you're going to find that all those issues, your issues are right there with you, <laughs> just with with another look and feel. So anyways, I hope you find this of, uh, of value. I get psyched about this type of stuff because, like I said, this is these are the little, like, life hacks that uh, can really support you in taking your life to the next level of true fulfillment, right? So anyways, thank you for listening. I always appreciate it. I always feel like uh, I'm connected with you as we're kind of getting into some of these deeper relationship conversations. And as always, if you've got feedback, feel free to shoot me a, an email at Johnny King. I should say podcast at johnnyking.com. And like I said, sign up for my uh, my free introduction of my book, johnnyking.com backslash kings. And we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. See ya. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.